You are listening to the 9 to 5 Outsiders Podcast with me, Usman Diallo, where you can learn tips and ideas on how to overcome the challenges of leaving your job to start your own business journey. If you are all about challenging the status quo and will not settle for average, then you have come to the right podcast. So if you are listening to this podcast right now, chances are you have student loan, credit card, or medical debts. As a matter of fact, for the first time in history, our nation has recognized as a record of $1.5 trillion of student loan debt, leaving millions of Americans struggling to pay off their debt. That is why I've partnered with Mediator Debt Solutions, a company that specializes in helping thousands of people like you acquire financial debt relief by helping them resolve their student loan, credit card, medical, and other forms of unsecured debt. Mediator Debt Solution has helped thousands of people reduce their debt with 40% to 60% saving and become debt-free within two to three years. To learn more about your free consultation, go to www.phpdebtsolutions.com slash sm slash 12729 or click on the link in the episode's description details for your free consultation. I think it's good so far. Hmm. Okay. Good to go. All right. Uh, Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, there's two type of people in this world. There's people that, when they have a problem, they turn the they turn the problem into into a, into into a, something that cannot have a solution. And then there's people that turn the problem into a global solution. So my guest today. One of the reasons why I'm excited about his story is because instead of looking at his problem as a, as a disability, he looked at it as a way to change the world and make an impact. So welcome to our episode number five of Facebook Friends Offline. I'm Usman Diallo, your host. And uh, Facebook Friends Offline is a platform that would introduce you to some of the most influential personalities in the city of Austin, people that are making an impact in the community and doing something very positive. So my guest today, he's legally blind, right? Uh, growing up in Nigeria, his dream was to come to America and become a medical doctor, right? Uh, so he decided to join the US Army. Unfortunately, he was diagnosed with some visual impairment, right? JMA, am I, am I saying it correctly? JMA, and got diagnosed with visual impairment. And because of, because of those issues, he was forced to be uh, medically discharged. Then he decided that he was going to follow a, an engineer career. A few years down the road, still struggling with visual impairment, he realized that his dream was coming to an end. But instead of just giving up, instead of saying, you know what, um, 
I, I have bad luck. My, my life is not perfect. He, he decided to take matters into his own end and started his own company, Think and Zoom. Part of his mission is to create a world where visual impairment is no longer, does, does no longer kill dreams and, and steal careers. So please help me welcome my guest. He's a four-time TEDx speaker. Uh, he's, been, he's been featured on many magazines. He's, 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 been, he's been the, uh, <laughs> I'm losing my words here. But uh, he's been, uh, he won the award with the President's Obama Service Award. And he's also been at different, he worked, he studied at different university, such as MIT, uh, Stanford, and Harvard University. I'm, I'm excited to have him here on, on the show. And uh, please help me welcome in Zubi Omuta. Zubi. Uspay, I think you did such a phenomenal job. Thank you very much, interview. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Wow, you really dug deep. <laughs> glad to have you on the show, man. I like your story. Thank so you. I, thought, I thought that was very interesting. So one of the things that I want to talk about is that from what I've heard, statistics shows that one in five people in the world today struggle with some type of disability, right? That's right. And 50% of, of these people actually struggling having a job. They, 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 the unemployment rate is very high. That's and right. and, and it's, it's been a big issue. And for me, I'll tell you, when I first moved in to America, one of the things that I was fascinated about is first time I, I got on the bus, right? I got on the bus and the driver stopped and there was someone with disability, someone on the wheelchair. And we stopped the bus so we can get a person to make sure that the person get, it, get on the bus with no issue. And coming from Ivory Coast, West Africa, you know, the services for disability was not very advanced. So I was very, I was blown, I was like, wow, you know, what if we have something like this? Or what if we have such a, something so advanced back home so we can help people with disability? So the fact that you taking the step, you taking the step forward to do something about it, you know, I think it's very impressive. And I love for people to hear about your story. But I want to go ahead and start by this. So you came here with the dream to become a medical doctor. And you say you came with three things, right? You came with your dream, $200, and a duffel bag, right? <laughs> yes. So how did, how did the whole thing, how did the whole thing, you know, tell me a little bit about the transition and you dealing with some of the, the disability challenges. How did, how did that work? How, how was it for you? It was uh, rough. First again, I, I really admire your uh, research capabilities. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you, <fine>. you, <laughs> you basically regurgitated my whole story right in front of, right in front of me. Yes. I think it's a JMD, Juvenile Macular Degeneration. Okay. Not JMD. But JMD. Uh, yeah, JMD, Juvenile Micro Degeneration. But the, the transition was, it was rough. Hmm. In terms of um, coming to study medicine, uh, meant that uh, before I came, I was already uh, preparing myself. Okay. Uh, it meant that I was already in tune with the science field, right? Um, I grew up in Nigeria. Uh, and in our education system, as of back then, um, you were put into categories where either you were science students or you were, you know, non-science student, art student, right? 
Okay. And then for um, every Nigerian kid out there, uh, when you're young and you talk to your elders, your parents, or maybe your friends, you know, they ask you, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? You're not an engineer, you're not a lawyer, you're not a doctor, you're a failure. <laughs> That's right. right. So, <laughs> so I had an uncle, you know, uh, mm -hmm. he studied anesthesiology you know, in the University of Pennsylvania and learned to uh, do business and share. So I wanted to be like him. Okay. So I had been, you know, working hard, right? Just, you know, uh, doing my best to be top of the class, you know, um, you know, all the long hours of math and, mm -hmm. and the physics, the chemistry, the biology. And I mean, I, I took so much science courses that's mine. Like, if you look at my, you know, um, transcript before I came to America, you think maybe they didn't teach any kind of art. <laughs> like everything was it's just everything science. Like you know, like you, you only mandated to take one. I took like five or six. You know, mm -hmm. so because I was gearing myself to this. Now you you were just preparing yourself. I was just preparing myself for everything medical. So that, that was okay. that's, that's what we were doing. So. I get out of high school. I had uh, I don't know if you did why I think I had four A's, you know, out of eight, right? So that's good, right? Okay. You know, can we, you know, right top you know, top tier of the class. So now I get to America and um strike one was uh well, you got two hundred bucks. But did you really come with two hundred bucks? Because I heard that so I was like October 17th, $200. $95 or here, about wow. $200. I actually left the country with 220 but you know, I had to buy snacks on the way or came through Amsterdam. So you spent so like, yeah. $20. Dollars on right. Okay, so I literally left it with 200 No worries. Just a typical thing. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I quickly found out I needed a few more zeros if I was going to do this. <laughs> Medical thing, right? Mm -hmm. Then um, it's you know, well, what are your choices? Well, I uh, didn't have any money, so it's you know, try to get some uh, scholarships and all that stuff. So I did the ACT, and at this time, as this was going on, all of those eye issues weren't really labeled and discovered yet. So I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you No, no problem. Before you came. To America before you even decided to uh, follow your medical career, you had no visual impairment before. Not, not to this extent. Not to this extent. Okay. Not to this extent. Okay. So that's always the. Of course, it's taking me decades to fully understand, right? So, here's um, here's what I mean by that. Um, in our education system back home, right, right back in you know, uh, you know the West African education system, mm -hmm. uh, it's all about show your work, right? Yes. And versus here, where you're given a hundred questions, multiple mm -hmm. choice, yes. you develop a strategy fast, fast, fast. Mm -hmm. No, back there for each question you have to yeah, show how you arrived. Yes. Good. Now, it's like a problem solved. Problem solved by step. So, mm -hmm. looking back. The people that finished right before time expired were always the students struggling. 
Mm. The people that finished with 50% time to go mm -hmm. were the students that knew what they were doing, quickly put it down. Okay. Now, I was one of those who finished right before time expired, but I will ace it. Okay. So why did it take me so long? I used to read one character at a time without realizing. Wow. Wow. So the problem was already there. You just wasn't aware. Because of the education system, mm -hmm. it mastered. Because it wasn't speed, speed, speed. It was show us how you arrived. So I take my time and show how I arrived. And I will just finish right before time expired because I have to go all the time. Mm -hmm. But I exit. So okay, no problem. So now come into a system where speed, speed, speed. speed. Mm -hmm. Strike one was the ACT. Since I didn't have money, I was trying to aim to, you know, do very well at this ACT exam. So the ACT, you know, the, the highest score is 36. Okay. And the exam there are four parts, right? Nobody knows, but I only finished one part. Math, because it had only numbers. <laughs> the rest had reading. Mm. So by the time I would get barely halfway through, pencils up, by the time I get barely halfway through it, so I scored average. Okay. So everybody thought I was average. <laughs> Nobody really discovered. And all of that was even before you joined the military. Before I joined the military. Okay. <laughs> and while that was going on, I'll do an acuity test. Accuracy is how the eye is measured. Okay. So you read the eye chart. So you read the eye chart from they say 20 feet away, then that means your eyes are 20 over 20. Now, at that time, with my best prescription, my best corrections, I was reading at 2040, meaning I was about halfway through. Which was still good. Mm -hmm. It was great. While all of this was going, right? So, it wasn't clear to see that there was some stuff going on. It wasn't, you know, um, very easy to identify. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what's your... So, what did you think it was at the time? time? When you were struggling with all of that? Well... What did you think it was? Not having um, access to the best, you know, eye care uh, systems, right? Okay. It was just, oh, you have an eye problem. Like, there was no inkling of any damage to the retina. Everybody, of course, knows short-sightedness, long-sightedness, astigmatism. That's it. <laughs> so just go get a pair of glasses. That's it. Mm -hmm. So now, another way to look at it is, uh, right about this time, I now joined the, the military, right? Because I didn't do so well in the ACT. There's no money. There's you know, like, what's next? And fine, I joined the military. And... Right before I, I went in, I went to get my driver's license. Okay. Look into the ice cream and thing. Five seconds. Test. Yes. It takes five seconds. Mm -hmm. I did it. I got my driver's license. Mm -hmm. Now, two years later, because now you have to renew your 21. Mm -hmm. Did the same thing. Five minutes and counting. Still could, I could never complete it. Here. Wow. So, so I'm trying to use this to show the impact because 
if you looked at me, I still look the same. <laughs> like there was no indication, nothing. It's just the eye. But it, it's 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 the problems at the back. It's damaging the retina. And if you know anything about how the eye works, right? It's light comes in and it comes to the retina, and the retina packages it and sends it to the optic and to the brain for processing, right? Okay. And so if your receiver, the retina is getting damaged, you're sending poor signals. Okay. So the man, there's no amount of glasses that you're gonna put here that's gonna help. Okay. Because this refocuses light onto the retina. But at that point, even though you, I mean, you, after you failed the test and you started to realize that. So at that time, I had exited the military. You had left Yeah, military. I had that So were you already planning on going into engineering at the time? Oh, no, no, no. So we yeah, had happened later. Military was all in, right? Okay. It's the military, we're all in, okay? And now they destroyed me medically. And so as soon as I came home, I'm still battling with depression. I'm good to go and get a driver's license because it's expired. Mm -hmm. And that also hit me. Wow. You were just getting hit. <laughs> oh, I was, I was taking L's. Wow. <laughs> so uh, the engineering was simply because all along, I had immersed myself very deeply in science. So there was no thought of, say, going to do something different, liberal arts, business, finance, lit nah. <laughs> it had to be <laughs> something within the realm. Okay. And you know, like I said, uh, growing up, if you're not a lawyer, doctor, or engineer, you're a failure. So, you know, so the doctor was out <laughs> next to the next list. So that's how uh, I literally fell into the engineer after about several months of uh, depression. And even with the engineering, it was a hard battle because. Uh, during the time in the military, they, they found out star guards, uh, S-T-A-R-G-A-R-D-T apostrophe S, it's a German name. So that's the particular name for the uh, macular degeneration problem they found. So how do they find this out? Mm -hmm. They take what is called a fundus photo. So that means an image of your retina, like a it's kind of specialized camera. Right? Okay. Look to, all the way to the back and take a picture. And at the back of, like, the whole eye is like an eyeball. I mean, it's like, a, it's like an onion ball, right? Okay. And so there are layers at the very back, you know, like a particular seven layers where the retina and the macula, the, the innermost ones, and then there are other layers, right? So now, the best thing they can do at that time is take a Polaroid picture. And how big is a Polaroid picture? I don't know, four inches by four inches up. So, <laughs> And with that book, that's all they had. Okay. They didn't have anything else with which to tell what was wrong. So they just take a Polaroid picture, and then a doctor will look at it and look at it. Okay, it, the shape matches what's in the textbook. It's called Star Wars. That's it. So now they had diagnosed me with Star Wars. It has a particular behavior. What's that? Remember I had told you about the acuity, 2020, 2040. Okay. With Star with your best correction, when you get to 2200, meaning you are now one foot away from the eye chart, meaning you are now 10 times worse than the normal pair of eyes at 2020. 10 times worse. 10 times worse. Wow. The law says you're legally blind. 
coincidentally, uh, just a month and a half ago, I met the author of the American with Disabilities Act, uh, Honorable Tony Coelho in Silicon Valley. That law came into effect just in 1990. I arrived in America in 95. So even by 95, nobody really knew what it was. You know, it hadn't really spread out. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about 95, 96, 97. Mm -hmm. you know? so, um, so by law, once you're now one foot to see that eye child wearing your best prescription, by law, you're now legally blind, right? So, um, exiting the military, you know, star guards, um, legally blind. Once you hit your legal blindness, star guards behavior plateaus. Mm -hmm. Now, I've talked to many people with star guards across the country. Okay. Even people who have had it for Decades, two decades. Did you ever? Did you ever get to a point where you you were just ready to give up? Uh, you mean how many times and over? Where <laughs> 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 you got to the point where you said, you know what? Maybe maybe just, this is just not for me. Like, did it ever happen to you? Of, are you kidding me? Of course, because it's that sense of continuous loss. Remember, we've already yes. talked about the L's, right? <laughs> right, we're talking about it. So that's just going into the engineering. Okay. And so now I'm going into engineering with the knowledge that you got the star guards, it's plateaued, you're 2200, just use magnifiers, and you're good. Okay, well, step one. Mm -hmm. I mean, engineering. Register for, let's just say physics, right? Three credit mm -hmm. hours. But then that means you have one hour of class, mm -hmm. three days a week, but then you have one day of lab, three hours in the lab. Okay. So um, where is the magnifier that's gonna magnify all those equipment? <laughs> that's when you start into having issues. Oh man, I had issues to the wazoo. <laughs> and uh, what about an exam? Where's the magnifier that's gonna magnify all this stuff? So now, what I uh, had to be doing was I had to go to the Office of Disability Services. Mm -hmm. So before the semester will start, I'll go there. They'll give me a letter. I'll then have to, before school starts, I'll then have to go track down all my professors, beg them to sign that they're going to accommodate me. Then I'll take the letter back. And then I had to get from them a list of all the curriculum, uh, time for tests, and then I'll take, uh, I'll buy two sets of textbooks, then I'll give one set to the civil services, so they could start photocopying things and enlarging it for me, and then I'll wow. keep one set in my dorm room, just wow. in case something pops up, because it's cool, it's pop up. Mm -hmm. So at night, if something pops up, I get a handheld money. You extra work, you have to do. You had to do extra work for all of that. Were you, were you at all working or doing anything else at the time or you were just going to school? <sighs> Bro, I'm an insurance immigrant with 200 books, of course. <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I mention any trust fund in this story yet? <laughs> of course, I was working 20, 30 hours a week. Wow. So you're dealing with all of this. You're working, I'm dealing with all of that. You know, you're having issues studying for school because you can't really see. Right, and I'm doing engineering. At what point did you say enough is enough? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, wow. I'm, I'm uh, gonna be part of the solution. Uh, oh man, 
we, we haven't even come to the value. So doing all of that, come to 300 level, I was one point I was doing 300, five 300 level classes. I mean, it's engineering, computer architecture, mm -hmm. um, you're dealing with uh, electrical circuits. I don't know if you know anything about grid box. No. Oh my gosh, these are just know. like, uh, um, looks like a lunchbox mm -hmm. when you open it up. There's all this tiny little pieces of holes, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know, you're supposed to use wires and things called integrated circuits, so chips. So literally, you're supposed to design the circuit. These circuits are the things that run all the electrical devices. Okay. <laughs> right? But you're supposed to physically, you know, put the wires together. Where's my magnifier that's supposed to? <laughs> well, so at one point, I was doing this five hundred level class. It was actually 2000. When it was 2011, 2001, right? Mm -hmm. Right, that particular semester, so many, so many things happened. I was working 30 hours a week, trying to graduate. One particular time, my eyes just went berserk, didn't leave my room for a week. Add up all these things together, I flunked out. Hmm. And I didn't even know I flunked out. I didn't find out till when it was time to register, following January and uh, I go to register, there was a block. They said, go see the dean. Every time you see the dean, it's going to be trouble. So I go to see the dean. They didn't tell you? Oh, I've got bad news, sir. You've been kicked out, kicked out. Wow. Then I, and I was living in the dorms. By the time I get back to the dorms, I get a letter. Oh, you got two days to pack your stuff and get out. So I was homeless. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> you got kicked out from the military, and now you got kicked out for from school. From school. <laughs> Man. So, I, I can't believe you're laughing about it. That's the thing. Man. I can't believe you just, it's almost like, oh, yeah, this is what happened, you know? It happened. Now, here's why to the outside world it all seems very confusing. As all this stuff was going on, I kind of found a way to find activities to overshadow it. So, I was wow. part of NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers. Okay. And we'll go to all these conferences, national conferences. So there'll be like 10,000 student engineers competing for internships. So I had four internships back to back. I had two with Lucent Alcatel, they've been bought over by Nokia now. And then the after I flunked out of school, I got my first internship with Goldman Sachs. Okay. On Walker Drive, Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know I had flunked out. <laughs> Just wanting like so to the outside world because you see the leadership qualities as an exec member of NSB. But it doesn't say anywhere you fuck that. It doesn't say okay. So it's not in the record. No, the transcript, but they don't require your transcripts, right? You haven't graduated. Okay. Okay. You haven't graduated yet. When you graduate, you're asked to provide your transcript. But when you're still a student working, and especially when you had two previous internships okay. with a function so 500 company. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? And while working at Lucent, I mean at Goldman Sachs, uh, as an intern, I wrote software for them that will every day calculate all of their electronic stock trading, which was at that time $200 million worth of trades per day, and securely store it. And you didn't have any problem uh, with your eyes? At oh, no, no. So when I work, like whatever it was at school or at work, um, 
at school in the lab, this is me, my nose, this is the computer screen. Okay. While I was at Lucent, I had a very kind boss. He gave me a 30 inch screen. I'm talking about 2000. 2001. Who knew about a 30 inch screen back there, right? But they found me this huge, they were so big, right? Well, he was so kind. He gave that to me. And then while I was at uh, Goldman, again, some kind of people, they gave me my own office so that I could have my screen, me and my nose. Then the following year, I got Goldman Sachs on Wall Street. Okay. So if you look at the, albums, the record, there was no way for you to say, this guy is struggling. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of found other avenues to just, you know, keep going, right? But when it came to the eyes and school, I was taking L's back to back. And those challenges, so these are now those, those everyday L's that led to things up. You know, the ice cream, the, the, the military, right? The having to use, you know, one hand held like the fire while, you know, uh, studying in my dorm. Having to take the books to disability service so they could yeah. um, uh, not being able to, you know, uh, uh, fully drive. All this, these, wow. all the thoughts that came all together said, man, this can't be a better because what do I really need? I just need something to zoom. Sadly, all the choices I had require me to first of all hold something okay. or manually operate something. Yeah. I mean, it's so which sad. Is, which like, is not very convenient. Uh, back then, mm -hmm. um, they had this huge uh, 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 CCTV magnifier, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably maybe it looked like a microfilm. If you remember microfilm uh, TVs, it was like 30 inch thing, huge TV. But where does it sit? At the library. So that meant every time I had to run to the library and shove my book. <laughs> so I needed something portable. So I didn't want to hold it. I needed it to be portable. I wanted it to be, you know, just hovering around here all the time. And I don't want to have to use my hand to, you know, uh, hold it. And then I wanted to work when I wanted to work and not, you know, disappear when I don't want it. Okay. These are all the ingredients that we have to think about. So that's when you decide. So, because so, the first time we met, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if you remember. That was yeah, it was a uh, speakeasy. Yeah, at a networking event. And then we started talking and you told me, and you were wearing like, um, it's almost like, it's a headset, right? It's a headset. That, and then one part of the headset is, is on your forehead. And basically with the headset, you are able to read the brain waves, the, the waves in your brain, mm -hmm. and then transfer that into the, the Google Glass. Mm -hmm. And let's just say, if there's anything you want to see, you can use the phone, and you can zoom in just by thinking. Mm -hmm. Just by thinking, you can actually zoom, and you can actually see better. Mm -hmm. And you, you invented that. You created that. Yeah. Yeah, I want you guys to, to pay attention to this. <laughs> you know, he was struggling with visual impairment. He couldn't see. Went into the went into the U.S. Army, got medical discharge, went into engineering. He got kicked out, flunked out of school, and he decided to say, "You know what? I'm gonna create." Well, there's actually a part missing. 
There's one of my most part missing. So after school and all those internships, I did have to come back a year later and graduate. Okay. And then I got a job, a full-time engineering job. Okay. And I worked with uh, IBM for 11 years. And I was taxed with everything that had to do with any file system. Whether well, it's resident in your uh, uh, local or you're accessing it remotely. And okay. if you're accessing it remotely, there's all these different uh, methods called protocols. Uh, one is called CIFS, one is mm -hmm. called NFS, SMDFS, just different ways. So if you think about all the things that run all these apps we use, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, right? Um, the file you're trying to fetch is somewhere. Mm. It's not with you, right? Your friend that you're trying to contact, the, 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 the server holding their record is somewhere. And there are different protocols, there are different mechanisms, different methods all working together to make sure that once you tap, there's a, a reaction, there's a feedback, there's a response. So I had to do all, all of that. So those are things that work behind the scenes, okay. but the user just taps, like, and boom. <laughs> there's a like, okay. but there's servers, clients, applications talking to each other, network protocols that make all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, some of my clients, because these are, these are now enterprise systems, so it's Unix. Unix is a highly available, highly reliable, can go down system. So like NASA, you don't want the system to go down, right? <laughs> uh, the White House, you don't want the system to go down. Bloomberg, Boeing, these are some of the clients. So I did all of that stuff, but then the eyes kept declining and fluctuating as it declined. Just now, why was it doing that? Remember, StarGuard's supposed mm -hmm. to have stopped way back. So because I had that science training and medical uh, uh, mindset, started going from eye doctor to eye doctor. Remember I told you all they had was a Polaroid. Was a what? Polaroid. What's a Polaroid? Polaroid picture. Oh, okay. They'll take a picture of the retina, mm -hmm. Polaroid. And doctors don't talk to each other. So it's not like see if Dr. A will pick their Polaroid or compare with Dr. B. It's no, first of all, they don't talk to each other. Mm -hmm. So each time you go to a doctor, they'll pick a Polaroid and that's it. Okay. And then uh, a Polaroid is not, it's not digital. You can't expand the you know, it. You can't sell the detail. Mm -hmm. So each one will say, your damage is consistent with stars. But because there's no digital image, and because there's no comparison, nobody's seen that the shape is expanding as also it's changing within itself. Hmm. So after 300 eye hmm. care doctors, I landed at Johns Hopkins where I spent two whole weeks. And we did genetic tests, all kinds of tests, every blood genetic testing. Then we found I actually have three genetic eye disorders, three rare genetic eye, three distinct eye diseases. Until today, it's only it's it's there. So now it's two genetic disorders that contribute to Starbucks, and then one another one contributed something called bone rod dystrophy. So what does this mean? This means that for other people who have, like, say, your Starbucks, right, mm -hmm. their decline is kind of gentle, subtle. 
a half time to a double. But because I have three, it's like if you have a bucket of water, one and you put one hole, you see the, the leak, right? Take a similar bucket of water and put three holes. This water is kind of leaking much faster. <clears throat> so within our eyes, there are these cones and raw cells. They're, they're responsible for all of our vision. Cones are responsible for the uh, the clarity and the color. Rods mm -hmm. are responsible for peripheral and uh, uh, night uh, black and white cones that are for like central, right? Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to have about six million of these cones and rods, about uh, two and a half million uh, cones and about uh, three and a half million rods, right? So numerically, mine were dying from these three different diseases. And it was just grabbing the bus, eating them. Mm -hmm. That's it. And so um, that's why I was suffering so much. But it took all of that to figure it out. Wow. It took all of that. And you can imagine what it must have cost to go through tournament I can doctor all these things for a decade yeah. and a half. It took all of that. A decade and a half. A decade and a half looking for answers. Okay. Because until you get to the root cause. You won't know what it's You wouldn't, right? Yeah. And if you don't on you know the root cause, then you can't even manage it, let alone fix it. <laughs> so think and zoom. So after going through all of these adversities, you you say, you know what? I so yeah, when, when after the Johns Hopkins, shortly after that, the eyes had gone so bad, going to work every day as an engineer, because I was leading global teams. Sometimes I had two pagers. Mm -hmm. I mean when NASA has a problem, gotta fix it immediately. <laughs> so when all that got too much, that's when I left engineering. That's when I decided to turn my personal problem to a global solution. That's when I decided to overcome my disability with creative abilities. And all the stories I've told, all of those fed in to come up with something that could ease all of that scenario. Okay. So so that's why. I came up with something that, first of all, do you have uh, do you have it for sure. some people that want to see actually what it looks like? I definitely have it. <laughs> yeah, can you bring it? So oh, sure. So from from what I understand, it's it's a from the video that I've seen, it's, it's basically a headset that you put in, and and once you have it on, you can zoom in anything you want to see on uh, either on the computer screen or or if you have like a business card and you can't really see the business card, you can just use it. And with your brain waves, that can actually help you see. So, yeah, so this, the whole setup is actually supposed to, you know, supposed to go in here, right? Okay. But for visibility purposes, I'll just do it without um, the headset. Okay. So this is the brain wave component that it's talking okay. about. Um, and for you know every human at the roots of our thoughts and emotions, mm -hmm. we have brain waves that are as a result of all the biochemical activities that are going on in our brain. And um, the brain waves are are the result of the neurons, which are the like you know highways you know in our brain. Mm -hmm. And when they're communicating, they communicate through electrical impulses. So hence brain waves, which are Literally electrical signals. Okay. So this sensor here picks it up. So what I was going for was 
how can I, with all the impairment, be like you? Right? You don't even wear, whenever you look at something, if it's far away, your eyes see it. If it's close by, your eyes see it. Your eyes are helping you do all of that work. Mm -hmm. So for me, I wanted something that can bring me as close as possible to you, right? And so first is I needed a magnifier that could magnify on and magnify off mm -hmm. when I, you know, as I wanted. So I wanted it on demand. But then I also wanted it hands-free. I don't want to have to hold anything. So, you know, hands-free, right? And the second thing is, when do I, how do I control it? When do I say on? When do I say off? Okay. And the best way that I found was electrical signals. Electrical signals are very fast. But then what about the ones that come from the human body? What about a way to detect when I want something? So by leveraging okay. EEG, what we're aiming for is detect when I'm struggling to see and respond. I don't have to do nothing. Just like you, when you look, you see. Okay. So it, it only works if basically your brain is telling there you the go. device, hey, zoom in. They're talking to each other. Wow. Hey, are you struggling to see? Yeah. Okay, do your job. <laughs> Keep me out of it. Wow. I need my hands to be free. Because for you, it's already happening automatically. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. All the um, focus adjustments, whether it's far or whether it's near, your, your eyes, your brain, they're all working in sync do that. So trying to recreate that through technology. So that's the goal. Because right now it's still a prototype, but here it goes. Now, one of the very first things that I always had to deal with was, what do you mean by you're using your brain? Ah, is it within my mind? Because I have no clue how that whole thing works. So even when you tell me right now, I'm like, I'm trying to think, so how does my brain take information from here and then Translate all of that. So the first thing I had to do was I created a game. Okay. The game just helps people visualize their brain activity. Right? Okay. Think of a thermometer. If, if you were to use a thermometer right now, it tells you the temperature. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So this game helps people tell them the level of their brain activity. Right. And it already it's an Apple Store, can't see, and one and one and Apple or what they look. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to try to play the game right now. I don't think they can see. Okay, you can hold it. Okay, I can see. And so I'm just using my thoughts to move that bird. Okay. Can you make it go down? Sure. So to go down, can you make it go stop or how to drop? Not necessarily all stop, but so 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 what is uh, happening is um, it uses my concentration level, mm -hmm. and the moment I start lacking concentration once it's at uh, hard, then it will stop. Again, these are prototypes, right? It's not like okay. really more game. Okay. okay. But as you can see, it's not moving anymore because I'm talking. I'm not concentrating. I'm not concentrating. Okay. Okay. What about the Google Glasses? Because I've seen that too. The Google Glass mm -hmm. is the same thing as the thinking zoom, except that the display is so small. So I have to port it to this one so people can actually see what's going on. Okay. But it definitely, you know, it does exactly the same amount of zoom and also reading. And so if you hold that, 
-hmm. And if there's any kind of characters or printed characters, it will read. And all I have to do is also focus. Wow. I wish I, wish I could show you <laughs> from my hand. So basically, when he gave me the phone, the, 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 the vision was very blurry. And as soon as he started to focus, everything became just clear. And this is... So now you understand where cool. the name comes from. Yes. Fame and, and Zoom. Zoom. Okay, absolutely. What's, so what's your vision with Think and Zoom? So uh, we've already talked about how, you know, struggling with all, all the challenges, you know, with the military, you know, with engineering and, and, and work and all that stuff. And I, so, so what's the vision now? What's, so, what's, what's next? We think yeah, general? you already mentioned how 20% of the human population is you know, disabled, right? And mm -hmm. how roughly half of it, uh, 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 half, you know, 50% of the planet. So another uh, statistic is roughly uh, 5 to 7 million people around the world have been impaired. So can you imagine if we're able to unleash and unlock the social and economic potential of these people? Mm -hmm. Imagine how that will tremendously improve their lives, uh, their confidence, get them out of yeah. uh, poverty. So this is here in America, it is a 70% of employment rate. In the United Kingdom, 75%. Uh, Australia, 68% for, for, for the visual impact. Right? Meanwhile, stock market is booming, and everybody else you know, is enjoying low uh, unemployment rates. Right? So, the vision I have in mind is actually to develop something that looks like this, mm -hmm. but has all the functionality that I just showed you. Hmm. So right. you don't have to, you don't need the headset, you don't need to... Yeah, just okay. put it out. And you look, you think, and boom. So, Whether you're a student in school, you want to flunk out of here. Yeah. So you got this. You don't need to go, you know, have two sets of textbooks. Whenever you hold your book, you can look think and zoom. If you're looking at the board, you can look think and zoom. Yes. That's absolutely phenomenal, man. So for for people right now that are dealing with some type of you know visual impairment, you know, eye disability, things like that, they maybe they thought that there was there was no hope for them. They thought that they, you know, their the life was doomed or they weren't gonna have the opportunity. You what is your message? What's your message to them? What do you what do you want to say to them? Well, what I want to say is I've been where you are, I am where you are, I struggle with this every day, right? Mm -hmm. However, I want to encourage them to tap into their inner creative abilities, right? Yes, it's true, you may not see well enough to be a risk car driver. Mm -hmm. Well, perhaps you can design race cars. Perhaps you can organize racing car events. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you can lead and inspire and motivate racing car drivers. Yeah. Simply because you cannot do it in this one way. There's Don't tell way. yourself you can't do it just slightly to the right or slightly to the left, you know, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. There's no getting around that word. It is very difficult, right? But 
just know that as a human being, you can do, can do a whole lot, right? Um, the world is designed as a visual world. That's mm -hmm. very, very true. But have that mindset that, yes, I may not be able to do it visually, but I can still contribute. Still contribute. I can still have an impact. I can still have an impact. And with the advent of all the different kinds of technologies coming out, text-to-speech, uh, like uh, we actually have text-to-speech on the yes. Zoom, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You can use text-to-speech to read things. You can use uh, audiobooks to learn, right? Mm -hmm. So th there are different ways now. You know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, so probably so much. <laughs> but today, things are changing. Yeah, things are drastically changing. Be resourceful. Okay. Sure, you can move forward in at the 50 degree angle. Well, try 51 and a half. Figure out a way to go. Just figure out a way to go. Don't worry about, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about, oh, you're not an engineer, doctor, or lawyer. No, no, you're not a field. It's okay. You, you can always you, find You can build a team of lawyers and lead them. You can build a team of engineers. Or you, can, or you can decide to be part of the solution and exactly. do uh, exactly what you're doing right now, which is creating a world where this social, I mean, disability is no longer an issue and kills career and dreams. So, uh, Zuby, where can people find you on? Are you on? Are you, I know you on Facebook, Instagram. How can they find you on Instagram, social media? LinkedIn, Twitter? What's your What's your uh, What's your ID on Instagram? Uh, all of them. It's either at think T H I N K and Zoom at think and Zoom. And Zoom. Or Zubi. at Zubi on Ruta, Z U B Y O N W U T A. On all of them. On all of them, and people can find you there. Or www.thinkandzoom.com or www.zubi, Z U B Y on Ruta, O N W U T A. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you. So, thank you all for watching, and uh, hopefully, you got a lot of value from this video. And make sure that you like, share this video. If you're watching this for as a replay, make sure that you hit replay. And share this video with as many people as possible so we can inspire more people to go out there and become and make an impact in society. So, Zoe, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate, appreciate your time. And uh, talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And uh, just like usual, thank you for listening to the 95 Outsider Podcast. And if, you've en if you enjoyed this episode, right, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if it's your first time, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review on uh, any platform you're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcast you listen to. And um, let us know, you know what, it, what you think about the show. And if you like it, follow me on social media. I'm, in, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me at Usman Diallo TX. And um, yeah. Glad to have you on the show today and I will see you on the next episode. And remember, if you know more and you do more, you can become more.